Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is it too early to say, hey, Urban, you're in too deep? Urban, you're going to be a little upset with how it's all going. Let's break down the Jaguars, Sam. And look, it's a couple preseason games, but for a guy like Urban Meyer, who is used to winning, used to maybe wearing his emotions on his sleeve, and also used to leaving football every now and again when uh, the recruits aren't always there, or the team's not looking great, or when he's a little too stressed. What do you what do you make of this start for the Jags where they have not looked good at all here in the preseason? Yeah, it's not a it's not a good sign that a guy who has a history of walking away when things haven't been going that badly is is suddenly looking staring down the uh, the business end of a season that could be pretty ugly in Jacksonville if things continue to go the way they are. Travis Etienne, their their first round draft pick, running back has had a Liz Frank injury, is now uh, talked about being gone for the season, according to Adam Schefter. But even if he was there, like my optimism around Urban Meyer and the Jags this season was built around all the talk they were doing about how creative they were going to be on offense and how they were going to use these guys in different ways. And Etienne was going to be this wide receiver, hybrid matchup weapon. We have seen none of that so far. It has been disgustingly vanilla so far in preseason. Etienne had three snaps lined up out wide as a receiver, and they were all empty backfield sets. Like, it wasn't, you know, creative use of him. It was just they went empty three times. LaVisca Chenault lined up in the backfield 24 times last season as a rookie. He has done it not once so far in preseason. So even before injuries, this entire creative, hybrid, um, weaponized offense looks it's not there it hasn't manifested yet you don't think they're gonna show all of that in the in the preseason though right i mean do you do you really think they would do that or do, yes. you, do you think they're saving some uh well so this is the thing right people have been like well it's preseason you got to keep the powder dry not put it on tape one people are showing it this year like i don't know if it's because there's a reduced number of preseason games or what the reason is, but people are not hiding what it is they're doing schematically this preseason. Secondly, whilst the offense is busy being this vanilla shade of nothing, the defense is sending zero blitzes and hanging everything else out there at the same time. So if they were keeping their powder dry from a schematic point of view and not putting things on tape, why would the defense not be doing that as well? The fact that they are fair point says to me that this just isn't there. This was all hype. It was all bluster and it isn't actually going to show up. See, I'm of the mind, though, that Trevor Lawrence for that, for the Jaguars to maximize what they have and what they have is Trevor Lawrence, who look, he's played. I think he's played OK in his two games, his 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 debut against the Browns. He had a fumble. He had a big time throw down the field in the game against the Saints. Another turnover-worthy play where he threw it into coverage, but man, he has made some special throws in just two weeks. A deep comeback where he threw it early and on time right on his receiver. A play rolling to his left up and over coverage right on his receiver against the Saints. The play against the Browns throw down the field, even though it was after seven seconds in the pocket. To me, that's where the Jaguars can be special. It's not so much the gimmicky stuff, though. I think that does help to compliment Lawrence. I need to see him throwing the ball down the field. I need to see them taking advantage of his ability to attack every level of the field with his arm. And my concern with the Jags' ability to do that is the offensive line. They returned 
their entire starting offensive line, which generally is a good thing, but they were the number 19 <laughs> pass blocking offensive line last year. And even that, it's like when Cam Robinson is out there and Jawan Taylor, no tackle duo has given up more pressures than those two guys over the last two or three years. Uh, Cam Robinson's never given up fewer than 40 pressures in a full season. That's not good at all. Like you want to be in the 20s. So that would be my concern is that the Jags don't even have the offensive line to do a lot of the stuff that they need to do in the passing game. Yeah, returning your offensive line is good unless your offensive line was bad, in which case it's probably not helpful. Um, it is worth pointing out that, look, as badly as things went against the Saints on Monday Night Football in week two of the preseason, um, most of that offensive line wasn't starting, right? So they not only were they dealing with bad offensive linemen when they have all their healthy starters there, obviously the backups are even worse. So when three-fifths of your offensive line isn't out there, the the group, the quarterbacks are going to have some problems. Let's put it that way. Um, so I don't think the performance against the Saints was necessarily indicative of how bad it will be in the regular season. I think their offensive line, the starting group, will be better than that. But it is a fair question about whether it's good enough for everything to function. And again, like one of the reasons I was so high on all the the ideas of, you know, matchup weapons and creativity is because that's the kind of stuff that can paper over cracks in your offensive line, right? If your offensive line is garbage, let's protect it a little bit by causing teams problems just by where we line players up. You know, if you start moving Chenault and Etienne back and forth out of the backfield, suddenly you start manipulating what the box looks like, right? You take a linebacker out, you replace him with a defensive back, and suddenly the, your guard has a much easier assignment or whatever it is, right? It, it changes how the blocking dynamics work up front. It's what the Steelers are doing right now. I want to discuss Urban Meyer. We'll do that right after the break. The NFL is back and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any Week 1 game. That's promo code PFF to get your free $2,000 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Urban Meyer. Do we read into this body language stuff? Do we read into <laughs> the facial expressions? And I mean, look, he talked about his offense not moving fast enough. And maybe it's just because ESPN zoomed in on him over and over and over again. But it felt like every time the play clock, like when the play clock got down to eight or seven offensively, he was like, he was twitching. He's like, come on, where's my, where's my up-tempo offense? Is it a mismatch having Daryl Bevel, longtime NFL coordinator, with Urban Meyer, are, is, are they just not going to work well together? Do you read it in, into Urban's, you know, facial expressions and reactions on the sideline? Because, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't look happy right now for whatever it's worth. If it was any other coach, probably not. And you just say, look, it's OK to be annoyed when things aren't going well on the sideline. But because of the baggage and the history that Urban Meyer comes with, it's going to be read into. And there was a report. I can't, was this you telling me this? That after the first preseason game, like he stormed around the facility for like 48 hours, just in a 
in a foul mood, you know, because he doesn't like losing, even preseason when it doesn't mean anything. And, you know, players that have been around the block in the NFL are like, dude, chill. It's, it's like a preseason game. It doesn't matter. Like literally nobody in this building cares if we win or lose preseason week one. Okay, you might be upset for like the five minutes after it happens, but then get over it and let's move on to the games that count. See, that's that's what I think is going to be the most important thing. Historically, when you look at the NFL, it is it, first off, it's a grind. It, it's now 18 weeks and it is not it, it's an emotional roller coaster where you need to be even keel. There have been coaches through the years. Uh, Rex Ryan comes to mind. I, I was I was a, a Jaguars fan, actually, in the, you know, the mid 2000s and everything when Jack Del Rio was there. Huh. Jack Del Rio had this knack for playing well against the Colts and then poorly the next week. John Gruden's done it a little bit with the Raiders, right? Rex Ryan always did. Rex Ryan had three games on his schedule that were like his Super Bowl and he'd have his Jets playing like a Super Bowl team and then they'd come back the next week and lose. Can Urban Meyer do that, right? Can he forget the losses, bounce back, keep his team even keel? Because we're not going to compare everybody to Belichick, but Belichick rolls into the Super Bowl week. He's like, oh, we're just going to practice and we're just going to do the same routine we always do, whether it's preseason or postseason. I mean, that's what they like, what the best coaches do, right? Is they, they Every single week is the same. Can Urban Meyer keep that even keel, not get too high, not get too, especially just not to get too low yeah. and keep this team on track is the big question. I mean, that's the thing. Look, if you're going, if you're, basically sulking for 48 hours after a preseason loss, you're probably going to be dealing with maybe double digit regular season losses. Like that's a lot. That's a lot of time spent around somebody in a miserable state of existence. Like forget what it's doing to Meyer and everybody else. Like the, just for the players to be subjected to that for that amount of time during the season cannot be good. You know, whatever about building a winning culture or whatever, just having a guy in that level of foul mood for that volume of the season is going to be an absolute brutal grind. So you would hope that that part at least gets taken care of because that can't be a good thing. But I really think like people are calling for a new offensive coordinator after yesterday. Like it's getting it's already spiraling out of control. Whatever about like what it's going to look like come regular season. All of a sudden, there's pressure on this in a way that there shouldn't be for a guy essentially yet to make his NFL debut as a coach. Forget, call it, forget that. Daryl Bevel has a history. Look, does he do a little too much run-run pass or whatever? Fine. But he got a career year out of Stafford before he got hurt in 2019. The play-action attack, the downfield attack that the Lions had a couple years ago was very good. Bevel did some nice things with Russell Wilson, and it still comes from the top. If Urban wants a faster offense, it's on him. If he wants to establish the run, Bevel's got to do it. So it starts from the top. Bottom line is Trevor Lawrence has been under pressure 39% of his dropbacks per PFF premium stats. That needs to get better if the Jags and Urban Meyer are going to have any sort of success this season. It's PFF NFL Daily. PFF NFL Daily.